Welcome into part two with our sit down with Tom Glavin, former Brave, all presented by Active Wealth and Annuity 360. Go to annuity360.net for your free copy of your book from Ford Stokes, founder and president of Active Wealth Management. Now more with Tom in episode two. Before I let you go, I got to I gotta bring up the all-star booth. Uh, how'd that idea come about? Honestly, I don't know. Um, you know, I just remember um, having the folks at Bally ask me um, if it's something I would be interested in doing. And, and you know, of course, uh, so long as it works out uh, scheduling wise, yeah, mm. why not? Why wouldn't you want to do it? I mean, I, you know, it's like I say all the time, um, that's, I think most guys will tell you that the thing they miss the most beyond just the competition aspect of things of going out there and playing and competing it's the locker room, right? And being around the guys and, and that stuff that goes on and the banter and the whole nine yards is probably the one thing I think we all miss more than anything. Um, and I think anytime I'm around those guys, it kind of goes right to that, right? And it's like I say all the time, I could I could go two years without seeing Smoltzy, and when I get to him, it's like I was just with him yesterday. And, and that's just kind of the relationship I think that we all have. Um, and even though we all didn't have the time that we had with Frenchie, he's certainly a part of that, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and he's certainly a big part of Atlanta baseball. And, and so, I mean, he fits right in with us. And um, but, yeah, when they asked us, uh, you know, if we could all do it, I think we all thought, yeah, this could be a lot of fun. Um, I don't know that we knew what to expect, so to speak. I think all right. of us were, were more worried about uh, or at least I was maybe not John and Chipper, but I think Frenchie and I were worried about getting fired because God knows what was going to come out of our mouths. But, um, you know, I think it, it, it went, obviously the first time went really well. Um, yeah. you know, we had a lot of fun with it, there wasn't a whole, whole lot of play by play going on. Um, but I don't think that's what they wanted. You know, they wanted it to be, I guess in their words, it was, Hey, you guys, we want to envision this. You guys are at a bar watching a game and, and people are sitting there with you watching the game. And, and I think that's what we tried to do. Um, I think we did that the first go round. It didn't hurt that we had such a spectacular game. Yeah. Um, I mean, a back and forth. You know, we all went into it thinking, wow, it's going to be great pitchers, dual Strider and Verlander. And, you know, in the third inning, there's 30 hits and all kinds of runs. And, you know, so it was anything but the script we anticipated. And you end it with a walk-off. So... You know, I think the second go around in our mind, you know, you always worry about the sequels. Um, yeah. And and I think our biggest concern was there's no way we're having that kind of game again. Um, <laughs> uh -uh. You know, so I think we just tried to have some more fun, some more conversation. I think we were a little bit better with play by play and keeping fans informed as to what was going on and the score and all that stuff. But I think we still had a lot of fun with it. And, and I think that's what people like. Right. They. They like the back and forth. They like the stories. Um, mm -hmm. Certainly, certainly, it's a lot of nostalgia because you know, obviously, a lot of people um, related to those teams that we played on and had fun with those teams. So it brings them back a little bit. So I mean, it, it's it's a good formula, so to speak. I don't know how many of those you could do. You know, yeah. a couple a year maybe, but I think it's a nice change uh, from the traditional broadcast for people a couple times a year. I will say we we as fans we loved it. I like the first version better than the second version. Uh, the second version seemed like Frenchie was trying to sneak in maybe a play by play call while you guys were trying to do stories. And, you know, us as a, as a fan, we're like, shut up, we see it, yeah. we know what's going on. Let you know, uh, <laughs> you know, let let Chipper tell a story, let Smolsey tell a story, and uh, and but I mean, we I wondered after after that first. 
because you're right. Everything went so great watching the first one. And as a fan, just listening to you guys on the first one. So uh, when it got time for the second one, all of us, I mean, because I worked in radio regular time, like, all right, I hope some producer doesn't pull them to the side and say, you got to do this, this and this now. And plus, I got to thinking that poor stage manager that's supposed to be giving them live reads to do has got to be sitting there going, when do I step in? Because it's not like you guys are not already intimidating, but when you get to going with one another in the in the relationship, then yeah, first the outsiders don't want to interrupt that. No, no, I, you're right, and I think that's you know the first go round. Like I don't even remember if we did any of that stuff. I really don't um, mm-hmm. because there was just so much storytelling and stuff going on. And like I said, we did very little to no play by play other than home run calls. Right. Um, we did very little sign offs, so to speak at the end of an inning, you know, right. we just kind of were quiet and went away. Um, so I think we did want to do a little bit better job of that, at least the close out of innings kind of stuff. Um, but you know, it is, it's weird when you're, when you're doing, when you're used to doing games and now you're in that environment, it, it's, it's weird sitting there and not having somebody do play by play because you're watching the play and you're so used to your play-by-play guy calling the action, mm-hmm. and then you react to it, and then when that doesn't happen, it's just kind of it's it's weird, you know. Mm-hmm. And and but I think again to your point, I think um, you know we did uh, we did mix in some elements of uh, it being a, a normal broadcast and did some of the you know sponsor cells and things of that nature. But um, you know the production crew with with Gretchen and 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 her folks were. We're really good about, you know, okay, this inning is going to be yours. This inning is going to be chippers. This is mm. going to be John. And we, you know, we had some planning for all that. Right. Um, but, you know, definitely the emphasis was still on trying to have fun, tell stories and, and, you know, probably get in the way of the action a little bit, but that's okay. <laughs> no, that was fine. A uh, couple more questions. I'm going to let you go up. One is uh, you, you know, playing under uh, Bobby Cox and, being so close to the clubhouse as you are now with, with the job that you do and the, the events and the alumni weekends and all that, walk us through a difference between a Bobby Cox clubhouse and a Brian Snedeker clubhouse. You know, I think in the, in the general scheme of things, there's not a lot of difference. Um, I think they, they run their team the same way in the sense of what their expectations are of the players uh, what their rules are, so to speak, right? And and you know, look at Snit's a, a, a prodigy of Bobby, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he spent a ton of time with Bobby, um, so there's not a lot of things that he does differently than Bobby does. I think where it's gotten different or is different is just the nature of the game now, right? You walk in the clubhouse, there's music playing. Um, you know, you, you go out on the field and guys are wearing colorful shoes and colorful armbands and all that kind of stuff. And um, I, I think that's more the change in the game overall uh, than it is Snit having any different rules. You know, I mean, uh, I think Snit will be the first to tell you that there are things that go on that he may not like, but that's his problem to deal with because that's the way the game is now. You know, um, so I think it's some of that ancillary stuff that that's different. But, you know, in terms of the game itself, you know what? You show up on time, you get out in the field, you do your work. And when it's time to play, you play hard. You run out ground balls, you run out fly balls, you play hard and you do all that stuff. And if you do, you're not going to have any problems. And, um, you know, we've seen Snit have issues with some of his guys and, and take guys off the field for not hustling. Yeah. And, and, you know, Bobby did the same thing. But, um, you know, I think by and large, that's where it matters. Right. Um, it, it's, you can 
give or take on the music and some of the other things that go on. But at the end of the day, when it's time to go out there and play the game, it's got to be everybody's on the same page. We're all going out there to play hard. We're all going out there to try to win. And we got each other's back and, and all that other stuff, whatever it is, you deal with it. And I think Snit's got a, a really similar environment to, to the teams I played on with Bobby. He does stay in the ball game a lot longer than Bobby did quite a few times too. <laughs> well, that's only because there's so much replay now. There's nothing to argue over anymore. So <laughs> I really, you, you said you didn't watch the game this weekend. I saw uh, Matt turn around. I thought Snip was going to come running out of the, uh, uh, out of the dugout. Uh, he got a call strike three called on him on a Sunday afternoon and it was high. It was high and high and in and, Matt hasn't said anything all year. And so I thought that was interesting that he just kind of turned around and said something up. And I thought, oh, here comes Snick because he wants to stay in the game. It's a second uh -huh. inning. He didn't, he didn't want to lose a guy second inning. Uh, but he ended up just coming to the top of the dugout and Matt kind of set his piece and moved on. But that did shock me a little bit because I've seen yeah, him take I mean, up for guys to keep them in. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I feel like probably a product of replay. Uh, that a lot of that stuff's gone away in the game too now. You know, you don't see nearly as much arguing anymore, um, mm -hmm. particularly over balls and strikes. And, and maybe I think it's a product of because of the replay that's that's a part of the game now and, and, and calls being judged that way that are close. Um, I think it's eliminated a lot of that stuff. And I think now you just tend to see guys either shake their head or maybe have a quick comment like, hey, that's not a strike or – you know, yeah. things of that nature and they kind of move on. So, um, you know, it's like I, I, for the games I've done this year, to your point, you might see a guy say a quick little something, but I don't think I've seen anybody come close to getting thrown out on balls and strike calls this year. No, no, it doesn't happen a lot. It's usually been something else or, or maybe some inconsistencies and it's usually your same guys, your, yeah. <laughs> and your I mean, it's, it's your same umpires every time they're uh -huh. doing it uh, with a short few. So, Finally, uh, Tom, I got to ask you, there are a lot of fans. It's World Series or bust. Is that a little unfair with this team? I mean, I, I, I get they're good, but the pitching is still young. Uh, you know, everybody but Morton is barely driving a car. Uh, right. he's, the, he's the only old guy in the in the room. So is, is that unfair to say that, World Series or bust? Um, I mean, yeah, no. You know, I mean, I think that that's just the, that's just the, the way fans are nowadays, right? Um, right. You know, um, I I, I wouldn't say if they don't win the World Series that it's that it's not a successful year. Um, mm. You win you win your division, that's successful. You get into the postseason, that's successful. Um, you know, if you don't win the World Series, did you ultimately not accomplish what you wanted to accomplish? Of course, um, but it doesn't mean it's not a successful year. It's not a it's not a bust because you don't win the World Series. I mean, listen, I know this team is good, um, but guess what? There's some other teams in baseball that are really good too. Um, you know, I look right now and, you know, I, I, I see probably the Dodgers as being the Braves biggest obstacle to get in the world series. Um, you know, you get to that point, let me tell you something, the Houston Astros are a really good ball club. The Texas yeah. Rangers are a really good ball club. The Baltimore Orioles are the best club that nobody knows anything about myself included. I couldn't tell you one guy in their lineup. So, um, you know, there's some good teams out there. Uh, I think sometimes we tend to get so wrapped up in our own team and how good our team is or how good we think they are. We don't take the time to look at other teams. Um, there's some other good teams out there. Um, and, and again, when you get to that stage of the game, you know, when you get to the postseason in general, that first series, whoever the Braves play, sure, they're going to be the favorite. But you know what? The margin of difference between whoever they play and them 
is not going to be that big. Now you get into the divisions, you know, you get into the NLCS. Now that that <laughs> that difference is even smaller, you know, uh, get into the World Series. Now you're talking about razor thin differences, if any differences at all. So, mm. you know, it gets tougher and tougher each, each step of the way. And, and you know, like I, I've said before, and, and we, we certainly experienced it with some of the teams I was on. You get into a short series and anything can happen. And, you know, when you're in a short series like that, you get a pitcher in game one or a pitcher in game two on the other side that has a great game or a guy on your side that has an off game. And all of a sudden you're down 2-0. It's 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 a different ball game. You know, yeah. over the course of 162 games, if you're the best team, you're going to show yourself to be the best team. That's just the nature of it. Right. It's it's the players say it all the time. That's the marathon. You get into a postseason situation where it's a sprint. You don't have time to make up for bad games or two bad games. That's what makes it so scary and so difficult. So, um, you know, I think people have to, you know, be look. It's okay. It's okay. They want your team to win the World Series and right. expect your team to win the World Series. But I can tell you right now, um, you know, it's 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 still going to be a successful season if they don't. But it's just not going to be as successful as I think we all anticipate. It has been fun thus far. Hopefully it'll stay fun to the end. And uh, I'm with you. I don't think it's World Series or bust. I've, I've just enjoyed watching this year's team and, and how fun they've been uh, all around. I mean, uh, all facets of the game, uh, offensively, uh, you know, defense, as you as you mentioned. I mean, we didn't mention him, but Lopez picking him up has just been, I mean, what in the world? Who would have thought, you know, somebody didn't want him and then the Braves get him and he's just turned out to be nothing but an all-star since he's been with the program. Yeah, I mean, look, I think a lot of that is is the environment you're, you're coming into, right? I mean, we saw it again, uh, you know, with with Eddie and Solaire, mm-hmm. um, you know, guys that weren't, you know, trades that weren't like, oh, my God, the Braves got this guy, right? They were kind of under the radar. But, you know, with those two guys and now Lopez, you know, and, and um, even Johnson, the kid they picked up from Colorado, right? The pitcher, he's yeah. been phenomenal. I mean, you you never know. I mean, we say it all the time in the game, right? You never know what a change of scenery is going to do. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of times it helps guys, particularly in baseball. But then I think, too, it's the culture of going from where they were to coming to a team like this that's having success. And now you just want to fit in and hold your end of the bargain, right? Not be the weak link in the chain, so to speak. And uh, I just think that does a lot of guys a world of good when they get around that culture and, and you know, playing for SNID and, uh, and, and just being around these guys that come to the ballpark every day and expect to win. Uh, that does a lot for people. And I think you see that. And, and, you know, Alex has done a really good job of kind of identifying the needs that the club has um, and kind of going after that secondary guy that doesn't cost him much, if anything. Uh, but then those guys seem to be, you know, tremendous additions to the team. I mean, I think I think Alex has done a a phenomenal job at that, and and you know, even bigger trades. You know, you look at Sean Murphy, you look at Matt Olson, look at what those two guys have done in Atlanta, and look at what we gave up to Oakland. You know, it's yes. Just, I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, definitely got the we got the winning end of that deal. So uh, I know you're going to be again uh, plug it one more time as uh, you're going to be with uh, Pepsi and some Pepsi Zero, one of my favorites, by the way. And of course, you like you said, you can't go wrong with hot dogs. That's later this week. So uh, one more time to plug that before we get you out of here. Yeah, Thursday, uh, Sam's Club in McDonough, four uh, thirty to six. I'll be down there, so come down, have a hot dog, have a Pepsi Zero, and uh, talk some baseball, take some pictures, and we'll have a lot of fun. I love it. Look forward to the rest of the season. Tom, thank you, man. You've been gracious with your time. I greatly appreciate it.
My pleasure. I appreciate it. Again, big thanks to Tom Glavin, all of you at Braves today for keeping us going as well, as well as Ford Stokes, founder and president of Active Wealth. Don't forget to get your book, free book, today by going to annuity360.net. I'm Ben Taylor for Braves Today. Catch more at bravestoday.com or follow us on Twitter at Braves underscore today.